I'm Renee Vines, and today's leadership quote is from Tom Peters. Leaders don't create followers, they create more leaders. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. Thank you so much for listening all around the world. Welcome to episode 57. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's Jeremy Burroughs here, and before we dive into my interview with Renee Vines, I'm excited to offer 50% off all online courses at assistanceguide.com during the week of Administrative Professionals Week, which is April 19th through April 24th, I believe. So midnight on Friday, April 24th is when this coupon code expires. So if you go to assistanceguide.com, use the promo code ADMINDAY. Again, assistanceguide.com. You can purchase any of the courses for 50% off. All you have to do is use the promo code ADMINDAY. That's A-D-M-I-N-D-A-Y. Assistanceguide.com. Check out all of our new courses. We have one on LinkedIn. We have one on crafting a resume. We have one on travel management, conflict in the workplace, how to manage interruptions, uh, and a couple more. So assistanceguide.com. Use the promo code admin day until April 24th at midnight. That would be United States Central Time. All right, let's jump in. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. I'm excited today to have Renee Vines on the show. Renee, how's it going? I'm doing really great, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. This is uh, I've been looking forward to it, and it would be a lot of fun to um, share some tips and some things that I like to think about when I talk to people about the executive assistant role. Awesome. So you're EA to the CEO at Bullhorn, right? Yes. I've been in this job for almost two years. It'll be two years uh, late fall, and I've been having a great time. And it's hard to believe, actually, that two years have flown by really quickly. Yeah. What does Bullhorn do? Bullhorn software is something that enterprise companies, very large HR companies, and even small companies can use to track their candidates from start to finish, from when a candidate applies for a job, gets placed into a job, And we even have a middle office product now where it's called pay and bill and people are able to pay their people, keep track of their timesheets and help people who are maybe temp workers to find temp and contract positions and go from job to job. So it's a great tool for candidates and recruiters to both use to track what's happening with roles and employers. So it's a great software. Nice. So let's go back a little bit to your very first job. What was your very first job and what did you learn from that job? So my first job was working at a very large commercial insurance company where I was a document processing person and I ended up working with a graphic designer and it was just great to be able to learn how business ran and being in the corporate world and just kind of getting a taste for being in business and what people expect of you in the corporate world. So it was a good experience. Nice. So did that kind of give you a taste of the EA world and, and EA life? And is that kind of what propelled you into the EA world or is that did that come later? 
So I, I transferred out of this commercial insurance company to another company where I was really embracing the office manager role. I helped them do a lot of things that were support related. And then I took a job that was kind of a two pronged job, twofold. I also did IT and supported a marketing department. And from there, I transitioned into an assistant role. So it kind of came a little bit later. So what do you love about the role of being an EA? I like that really no two days are the same. There's always a different project to be working on. There are lots of different people across the organization that I can connect with. And it's fun because we have so many points of touch, I feel, in an organization from IT to sales to marketing to even some of the developers, um, sometimes working with them. So it's just a great, it's a great way to uh, kind of get the pulse of the organization and be able to interact with so many different people in your company. Yeah. So what's maybe one of the struggles you've had, or maybe the number one struggle you've had uh, related to being an assistant? I think one of the harder things is really making time for myself because you always expect that, oh, I'll get to that later. Um, I'll, you know, I'll put that off. I can always do that later. And I feel like we are so busy taking care of other people that we don't make time to take care of ourselves. And especially in this job, that's super important. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, have you ever experienced burnout? Yes. And I will say fairly recently, <laughs> um, I had... I've had a lot of things kind of on the home front and personal family things with my kids and like family commitments and my husband traveling and, and just all these things where we're kind of in the, you know, we're in the period of our life. I feel like for me anyway, I'm in the sandwich generation, which they say you've got people on both ends of the spectrum. You've got your children and you've, I've still got my grandparents. So I'm in a I'm in a place where there's a lot of family dynamic kind of adding to my job of being a support person. So not only to my work, but also to my family. And after a while, it just takes a toll on you. So I think that's um, you, you always think it never could happen to you. And then when it does, you're like, wow. <laughs> so what did you do or what maybe what have you done to try to prevent it from happening again? making time to learn to meditate a little bit, um, taking more breaks and really, really kind of nipping it in the bud and not getting spun up about so many things that either are out of your control or that in the big picture, like you got to pick your battles and kind of picking your battles a little bit more carefully, especially with, you know, when you have kids that have, certain issues or things like that. I'm, I have a preteen and a teen now. So trying to, trying to balance all that is, has been a challenge. Hmm. So what do you think makes a good executive EA partnership? So I feel that people being able to be real with each other, being honest and wanting to have the partnership. Um, I've noticed 
in different jobs that I've had that there are people who say that they want the partnership and really don't. And it's always, it's always a challenge because sometimes when you interview with people, you'll find that people say that they want something and then it turns out that they really weren't being honest or being genuine when you, when you had that conversation with them. And then there, then there are the people who really do want that and they apply themselves. They want to make it better. They ask for feedback and they make the effort. So I feel like you can, you can kind of get to the point where you figured out, okay, what am I really looking for with the partnership and the person who really wants that from and with you? Because that's where you, you get traction and you can really get a lot done and be successful. So what would be something, once you do find that uh, person, what's something that you can, maybe that you've done with your executive to strengthen your partnership? So we have, we've built a cheat sheet that really works for us. I have like a three page sheet right now that I add and change things as things come up. Um, I have, I've always worked with kind of a template of things that work for me and my executive. And I love data points because to me, I'm a context person and being a context person, I really like to see all the big picture and all the little details that make things the way that they are. So I feel like when you get a data point from someone, you file that away mentally and put it in your list and say, okay, now that I know this, it's going to help me make better decisions down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, um, just talking about EAs in general, what are a few traits that EAs who exhibit a high level of professionalism, um, what are, what's maybe a trait or two that, um, high level professional EAs exhibit? I think one of the most important things is really being empathetic. And I will just tell you a little bit. I've, I've been working with someone who does SOAR coaching, which is strengths training. And it's great because you, when you find out what your strengths are and how to use them as your superpowers, and I've discovered that empathy is one of my greatest ones, discipline, empathy, and relatability, because though I can use those to really step into the other person's shoes and think about um, how would I handle this situation if I were this person. And when you, when you do that, you think about really from the other person's point of view and perspective, what decisions would I make to have a, a better day or to have a smoother day? Or you want to be that person in the moment, trying to understand how's this person going to think and feel and act based on what I've the day that I've created for them because I've taken all these things into consideration when I've created their created their day and made the schedule around what's important to them. And how's that going to make them feel if they feel rushed? That's not good. If they, they feel like they could be late, that's uncomfortable and makes people anxious. So you always want to put your best foot forward. And I feel like empathy is one of your greatest strengths as an executive assistant. Hmm. Tell me a little bit about what you've done for your own professional development um, and maybe tools or resources that you've used uh, 
to develop yourself? So there's been several different things over the last probably 10 years that I've been able to do. And some of them have been a couple of the larger conferences. Um, I have attended smaller conferences like Bonnie Lowe Craman's Be the Ultimate Assistant, which I, which I think was an amazing time to really dig in and meet some assistants who are from across the nation and across the board from different industries and um, in different levels. And that was a great training. And then I think there's also so many available things now that are online. Um, I know Practically Perfect PA, and you were part of that in one of her virtual summits. And then also in Boston, we have a great local uh, resource of Boston executive assistants that's now been rebranded to the assistant hub. And there's also um, some other online groups that are really great at pulling people together. And so I feel like there's so many opportunities now that executive assistants have that we didn't used to have. And people have really made an effort to share materials. And I, I feel like you're one of the proponents of that, which I think is amazing because doing the podcast and, and your emails that are the weekly emails to everyone and talking about different topics. I think there's so many things out there that we can share and learn from each other and just really networking and networking with other like-minded EAs. I think there's just a lot out there for us to learn from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the shout out too. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have a hobby I do. I really like scrapbooking and memory keeping and taking pictures. I'm a, I'm a kind of a amateur photographer. I like to do things like that. And I've been doing it for a long time, but I feel like I haven't made enough time to do it for myself. And one of my goals this year is to get organized so that I can get back to being creative and doing something that's an output of my creativity. Nice. What's one thing you're most proud of? I would have to say having my kids and being able to do my job and still have my family. Um, Raising my kids has been an amazing thing that I just never, I never really initially pictured myself doing, but um, being able to keep my job and, still have my family because there are so many people that I know who are single and do this job. And then when I tell them that I have a family and do all this stuff, they're like, wow, how do you do that? And I just say, well, nobody told me that I couldn't do it. So I just figured out how to make it all work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely uh, two or three full-time jobs. Yes. Yes. So what's one thing you wish you knew more about? I really wish that I knew more about wines because I have worked for several people who are big wine aficionados and I just, I just don't know. I know what I like, but I don't really know that much about the breadth and depth of wines. And so I would love to learn more about that. Yeah. I always just say, well, this one tastes good. No, this one doesn't taste good. (laughs) Um, what's, what's a tip you have for managing your inbox? So I love 
Priority Inbox. And I had never used Priority Inbox until I noticed my boss used it. And we have Gmail and we've been I've been on Gmail for the last several jobs that I've had because everybody's kind of moving that direction. And Priority Inbox is a great way of keeping the things that are brand new on top and then secondarily keeping the things that you have flagged as important in the next group and then everything else is below. And I have a really awesome system of how I know where I am in the process of an email. I don't I personally don't like everything being wrapped under one email chain, but I do use Gmail's um, flag system of question mark, exclamation point, and there's like a little blue eye and a couple of colored stars. And if I've asked a question of someone, I flag it with a question mark. If it's a to-do and I've already read it, it's got an exclamation. And then if it's for my boss, it's got a certain color of star. And if it's just informational for me, I use the little blue eye um, with the dotted the little dotted eye because this helps me to know what I'm looking for and what I'm looking at. So it keeps me really super organized. And I, I love this format and it's it really helped me be efficient. Yeah, I use the Gmail stars <clears throat> a lot as well. So I, uh, yeah, I love it too. If you could snap your fingers and instantly give all assistants more of something, what would it be? Um, I think it would be more quiet time for self-reflection, just to kind of take stock of how much we do and and how much we really accomplish because we do so many different things. And I think it just kind of goes by in a blur and we don't think about the magnitude of what we've done. So I think kind of reflecting on our accomplishments is one thing and also confidence because I think so many of us are in a hurry to please people. I know I'm a people pleaser and I want people to be happy and comfortable. And I, I wrap myself around that to make things work. But I think sometimes I've had a good idea or two and I should, I didn't bring it up and I should have brought it up. And then someone else says it. And then I'm like, Oh, I missed an opportunity to say something that was important that someone else liked when someone else said it and having a missed opportunity because you were not being confident is, is not great. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. So last question, what makes someone a leader? So one thing that leaders have that's really helpful and I think important is self-awareness to realize that they are also growing in their, in their role, no matter what it is. I don't think anyone is ever exactly perfect and knows everything about everything that they're doing every day. So having the self-awareness to realize that and ask for feedback and be willing to, you know, admit when they're wrong, but who also have a really good passion and encourage people to um, excel at their roles. And one of the other things that I really appreciate about, frankly, my boss, who I feel is a really great leader, is he gives people latitude to run with things and just says, okay, here's the frame, here's the box, go, go do it. And giving somebody latitude to like be creative and 
run with a project and kind of learn a little bit on their own and ask for help when they want to and be, and be supported when they need help, but still saying, okay, this is yours. We've laid out a path for you to be successful. Now just do it. And, and watching somebody grow that way is amazing. So I think good leaders let people not only aspire to what they can be, but also encourage them and help them along the way to be the best that they can. Yeah, it's great. Well, Renee, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and, and chatting with us and really appreciate your insight. And I know you've got a lot on your plate with a family and um, a executive that you're supporting and, uh, you know, grandparents, like you mentioned, you know, everything, you've just got a lot going on. So I appreciate you taking a few minutes to, to share your thoughts with us. Thanks, Jeremy. This is a great opportunity and I really appreciate it as well. And um, thank you for being a leader to us in our executive assistant uh, community. Yeah, you're welcome. And if there's anything we can do to support uh, you, just let us know. And we'll, I'll put your LinkedIn uh, note on, your, uh, on the show notes so that people can find you and connect with you and say hi and reach out. And if anybody else is in Boston um, and wants to kind of join the awesome Boston community you're part of, I'm sure you'd be happy to share uh, that with them as well. Definitely. It's always a pleasure to meet new people. And I love grabbing a coffee or lunch to meet other executive assistants in the area. Awesome. Thanks so much. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you, Renee, for being on the show. You can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 57 leaderassistant.com slash 57. Hope you have a good one. Stay safe and talk to you soon. Podcasts. Go bullos.com.